It's Monday, and you're with Bob McAvoy, right here on the Semper Reformata podcast. Well, good morning, good morning. It is indeed Monday morning. It's the 2nd of May, 2022. It's the May Bank holiday here in Northern Ireland. And this is Bob McAvoy with a regular Monday prayer cast here on the Semper Reformata podcast. It's our weekly news and prayer update with a Christian perspective. Okay, let's start with a quick visit to West Belfast. And there a Roman Catholic priest has found himself in trouble with the church authorities for speaking out on abortion, according to a headline in the nationalist newspaper, The Irish News. Well, okay, so the priest's language is a little bit raw in his message. But surely there can't be any objection within that body to a priest asking his congregation not to vote for parties that promote the culture of death. Yet the nationalist newspaper, The Irish News, carried a headline that blurred, and I quote, Catholic Church distances itself from Father Paddy McCafferty's call for his congregation to vote for Eontu. As it turned out, in the body of the report, the hierarchy are not objecting to Mr McCafferty's views on abortion, but rather to his advice to support a political party, probably one not of their approval. Now, how the Roman Catholic Church deals with its clergy is, of course, not of my business whatsoever. But I've publicly expressed the opinion that the Catholic Church should be far more vocal in its opposition to the abortion lobby, and it certainly should be giving some election advice to its people. Thankfully, it seems that other clergy are supporting Mr McCafferty, and hopefully that will be reflected at the ballot box. Eternity will be uncomfortable in the extreme for those unrepentant voices howling for the death of unborn babies. While taking a completely different tack now and going over to the subject of Sunday sport, something which has become more commonplace in recent years, and I'm thinking in particular of the Belfast Marathon, an issue that has been addressed on more than one occasion by the Caleb Foundation, an evangelical pressure group, speaking out on moral and social issues. I spoke on the phone with the Reverend Philip Campbell, the Secretary of the Caleb Foundation, about this very issue. So with me today on the phone is Reverend Philip Campbell, a fellow Congregational Minister, and on this occasion speaking in his capacity as the Secretary of the Caleb Foundation. And Philip is with me to speak about the recent Belfast Marathon, which was held yesterday on the Lord's Day, 1st of May, 2022. So Philip, welcome. Thanks very much, Bob. Nice to be able to chat to you. Indeed so, and there may be some people listening who are not aware of the Caleb Foundation or of its work. Can you briefly tell us a little bit about it? Yes, well, the the Caleb Foundation was founded way back in uh, 1998, it was, and Mm -hmm. we're an evangelical lobby group. Uh, We're concerned about the major moral issues that affect our our society, Um, and that's why we find ourselves promoting and defending and articulating uh, biblical standards 
for society. We interact with government as we can okay. locally uh, here in in, uh, in Northern Ireland with the Assembly, mm-hmm. even nationally at times, uh, certainly with the media and others. And our aim is to honour God, and we believe that honouring God is good for individuals and families and society generally too. Oh, it certainly is. So let's get back to the issue of the marathon. Um, was Belfast Marathon always held on the Lord's Day? Certainly not. For for many years, decades even, it was held very successfully on the bank holiday Monday. Uh, we always enjoyed watching it. Uh, there was a time whenever the route took uh, went all the way out to the end of the M5. Right. And, uh, I took our kids down to the shore road to mm-hmm. see the runners and to cheer them on. And of course there were the serious runners and then there were those who were running for charity and those who were dressed up. So it was a fun time and the kids really enjoyed uh, going there. Yeah. So why was it changed? I mean, surely this event, popular event, and very often an event that raises money for many, many good causes, surely it could so easily be held on Bank Holiday Monday when everyone's off? Well, we think so. We, we would say that there was no particularly valid reason as to why it needed to be changed. I mean, the old saying, if it's not broke, don't exactly. fix it. Exactly. I mean, that's not a quotation from Scripture, but it's a good uh, principle. It's a, it's a fair uh, maxim. <laughs> but the, the change to Sunday, whenever it was uh, suggested, uh, Caleb certainly made their views known. We thought this was a very, very bad idea, so mm. we contacted the city council and the organisers to to make the Christian view uh, known and to stand for the for the Lord's Day as best we could. Good. Uh, I know that when the Giro d'Italia cycle race was being staged on the Lord's Day some years ago it had a huge impact on local churches around the route and that was on rural roads. Those roads were closed and they prevented members of congregations, even my own congregation, reaching their church buildings. Some churches even had to cancel events. I even heard of a church quite close to me here who had to cancel their Children's Day service. But what concerns me here is that the marathon is being run on the streets of Belfast, our capital city. What effect is that having on local churches? Well, I think the fact is very clear, Bob, that the, the proposal to run it on a Sunday, they must have known the churches were going to be affected. I remember that I, I drove around a good bit of the route mm-hmm. just looking to see what churches were on the route and some who were close to it. Uh, there's a very big number of churches uh, that, that were affected. And when they first proposed this, of course, they said that they had a consultation with the churches affected, but they, they spoke to them. But it was hardly a consultation, yeah. more of a, a PR uh, exercise. And uh, certainly whenever uh, we, as, as uh, um, Caleb gathered the information about the event on October uh, last year, we saw that there were many churches that were unable to meet for morning worship, and even one of one uh, church had uh, a minibus stopped on, on the route uh, trying to pick up people to, to go to church. So it's impacted a lot, of, a lot of churches. Yeah, yeah. I mean, here's a case in point. I was asked to do some complimentary promotional photography this year for a team who are taking part in the marathon and they were raising money for some seriously good causes and I would have loved to have helped them but obviously I couldn't. I mean thankfully I was able to get them together on Friday last for a team photo. That wasn't what they wanted. They wanted action shots and they'd have had that if the marathon 
had been a Monday event, so it prevents Christians taking part in so many different ways. Yeah, I think a lot of Christians were would have been disappointed not to be able to run uh-huh. uh, or even, even to support it. And mm-hmm. one question that sort of comes is, why, if they had to have it on a Sunday at all, why didn't they have it in the afternoon? So the churches wouldn't be impacted in, in that way. You yeah. have to wonder, is there an anti-Christian agenda at work here? One wonders. There's an objection we sometimes hear from unbelievers and some Christians too, that the Lord's Day is for the Lord's people and that we shouldn't be trying to stop others doing what they want on a Sunday. I mean, is that a valid argument? Well, you'll know, Bob, I mean, the the principle of the Sabbath was laid down at creation, Mm -hmm. uh, that one day in seven would be set aside in a special way for the worship of God. And because it was happened at creation, it applies to all mankind. And you'll you'll know that the principle was reiterated in the uh, Ten Commandments, the Fourth Commandment saying, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. And the moral law, of course, applies to everyone. It's not just for for the Jews. Um, And when we come over into the New Testament, you'll remember how how Jesus said the Sabbath was made for for man. It's mm-hmm. for our good. Um, I don't know if any of uh, the listeners will know Professor Werner Wright, uh, who was a great supporter of, of the Lord's Day. He wrote a mm-hmm. booklet called The Lord's Day, A Medical Point of View, showing it's physically uh, and mentally to our, our benefit if we if we observe that one day in seven. So we're, we're talking about what's, what's for people's good. We're not just opposing it for opposing its sake. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Finally, Philip, are there any practical measures that Christians can take to bring some influence to bear in the situation? Now, I know that Caleb has already contacted the organisers and you've sent a bulletin out to churches asking churches to pray for this situation. Is there anything we can do? Well, certainly to continue to pray about this and other uh, moral issues of the day. And I would suggest also prioritise the worship of God ourselves. Yes. On a Sunday, these are days in which even the act of going out of your front door to go to church is an example uh, to your neighbours. <laughs> I know that I, if I'm ever on holiday, uh, going anywhere uh, for, a, for, for a break, and it's over a weekend, I still want to try and be with some of the Lord's yeah. people uh, on Sunday. And then, then, of course, to speak up on these issues, um, folk need to realise uh, that these issues are a problem for, for Christian believers. I mean, the, the anti-Christian lobby is not afraid to speak out, and, and I think we should make it clear where we stand, not in an elastic or sarcastic or obnoxious way, but to say, look, here's where we stand, and this is this is why. I mean, it's Jude who says, uh, contend earnestly for the faith, so um, let's do it. Let's do it, yeah, indeed. Well, Philip, thank you very much for joining me for this short episode. And let's hope that the listener has found it both instructive and helpful. And finally, a small success, but something we should be thankful to God about. The family sex show, which was to begin touring theatres in England, has effectively been cancelled after a huge number of complaints and an online petition. The promoters of the show, which was to include full frontal nudity and explicit sexual activity to an audience as young as five years old. The promoters of the show complained that the show had been withdrawn because of a hate campaign by extremists. Well, was it a hate campaign?
Perhaps that's accurate enough, because God hates sin. And because God hates sin, we're to hate sin too. Proverbs 8 and 13 reads, The fear of the Lord is hatred of evil. Was it an attack by extremists? Well, I for one signed that petition. And to paraphrase a great preacher of the past, if defending the sexual innocence of small children makes me an extremist, then may God give me the grace to be an extremist. But you know, we need to be vigilant. These people, they don't give up easily. They're going to try something else. Let's be watchful. Today's Grace Gem is from A.W. Pink. Pink wrote, Why is it that today the masses are so utterly unconcerned about spiritual and eternal things, and that they are lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God? Why is it that defiance of God is becoming more open, more blatant, more daring? The answer is, because there is no fear of God before their eyes. Romans 3 and 18. Well, you can find more inspirational quotes on gracegems.org. Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, we're grateful for every good gift that you give to us. And we're especially grateful for the blessing of the Lord's Day, that day of rest and reflection upon God's goodness that's given to all of mankind at creation for our benefit. Help us to properly respect the Lord's Day. Help us to properly observe it to God's glory. And Father, today we thank you for small victories in the war against evil in this world. And we are confident, knowing that one day all that is evil will be overthrown in your sovereign will and purpose. Until that day, help us to be vigilant and to be diligent. Help us to put on the whole armour of God that we may stand against all the wiles of the devil. We pray for our friends and our neighbours that all may come to a saving knowledge of Christ. Amen. Well, that's all for now. Links for all these stories are on the website semper-reformata.com and there's a link to that website in the episode notes. Catechism class is tomorrow, Tuesday, and there should be a sermon podcast on Saturday. Don't give up. Lift up your head. Don't be discouraged. Let's keep watching. Let's keep praying. Let's keep believing in our sovereign Lord, the one who overrules everything in the universe that he created.